Well, have yourself a merry little Christmas, why don't you? Happy Monday. It's Monday. We couple of days and we'll be Thanksgiving. So uh I don't know about you, but I'm happy to be in this season of giving and thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, I need to clean my glasses. Uh it's been nonstop. I I'm telling you, I have stepped into a kind of abundance that I'm telling you, it just makes life so sweet. And anybody who is struggling right now, and, and there's a lot of people, you know, people get to this time of year and they get to struggling, you know, with disconnection from family and loved ones. Maybe you're going through a, a bad breakup or a divorce, or you lost a spouse through uh, death, right? Um, th this is a tough time for people. And and I want people to know that it is not lost on me that it is tough times for people. Um, and so uh, as joyous as I am, I never lose sight of those that are not experiencing joy. You know, uh, that this time of the year is very painful for them, right? With the fa-la-la-la-las and the turkey and the family gatherings and and there are lots of people who are not gathering with people uh, because they are disconnected from family and friends and communities and uh, and so this this time of year uh is acutely painful so i just want to put that out there so while we're decking the halls with boughs of holly and dashing through the snow, you know, and throwing, you know, looking for good turkey and cutting greens up and mashing potatoes and, you know, calling up folks about the family macaroni and cheese uh, recipe. Let us let us hold space for those uh, that are having a very different holiday experience. So. You know, when I was a kid growing up, um, you know, and I lived in Church Street Stop, I grew up in Church Street Stop, and my mother worked for, she worked full-time at American Linen, and she worked full-time at the Yale Medical School. And so every year since I can remember, we always had some medical kid around the table for Christmas, for Thanksgiving, sometimes Christmas, because sometimes they live far and away. So we always had folks at the table, um, medical students who couldn't get home, uh, live far away, or didn't, or don't have any folks here where they could stay with, or they had people they stayed with, but you know sometimes they wasn't celebrating stuff, or they just wanted to know what it was like to to have a an American Thanksgiving. So my mother would always invite folks over. I grew up with people. Uh, coming over to our space because my mother was a damn good cook. My mother could burn a damn house down. Let me tell you, let me tell you that woman could cook. And uh, so I just remember, uh, you know, if I, if I could have anything 
and then I didn't have a dairy allergy, I'd go back in time and have some of my mama's sweet potato pie. My mother made the best damn sweet potato pie this side of heaven. But I, I think I would have eaten anything my mother would have made. My mother was extraordinary with gravy. Gravy is not an easy thing. Uh, for those of us who are culinary trained, gravy is not easy. People can mess up gravy. My mama had the best gravy to rival any bechamel sauce anywhere in the world. Just amazing. You know, so. So, yeah. So so while we follow La La La, decking the halls, let's, let's hold space for those who are uh, who, who don't have that. And, and let's also hold space for places in the world that are at war. Congo, Sudan, Gaza, uh, and anywhere else that is war-torn. War uh, let's hold space for that. And, and let's hold space for uh, uh, First Lady Rosalind Carter, too. She passed. You talk about an extraordinary life. The Carters have lived an extraordinary life, guided by a faith rooted in the teachings of Christ. And they lived that faith. Like they didn't mess around with it. They didn't excuse it. They didn't like, well, sometimes I'm I'm with the Christ and sometimes I'm not. They lived their faith. And, and whenever they could help, they always helped. They st stayed building Habitat for Humanity till the end. I, I joined a woman's build Many years ago in my sorority, this has got to be 20, 30 years ago, I was on a woman's bill for Habitat for Humanity for a couple of years. I can point out to all the houses I worked on here in New Hallville and in the Hill because of the Carters. <laughs> I I could lay some damn tile. Let me tell you something. <laughs> You know, you got to be profoundly badass to influence somebody you don't even freaking know to do some stuff that they don't half know that they think they could do. <laughs> so my sorority, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority, New Haven Alumni Chapter, started, joined, joined the Women's Build in New Haven when it was out of the Community Foundation. Well, we would meet at the Community Foundation. It was a women's bill, all women's bill for Habitat for Humanity. Uh, and then we morphed in doing it ourselves, you know, being a being a team of black women doing this work. And we and we still do it. Swear to God, we still do it. Now, I've not been on a, a, a Habitat for Humanity site in a good 20-some years. But easy. It's got, and when I say 20, it's probably 30. <laughs> Probably 30. As Michelle Turner likes to remind me, I do everything in 20-year increments, but my 20-year increments are wrong as hell. <laughs> I think the 20s is 1970 or, you know, you know, 1980. I think that my tw 20 years from now, 20 years ago was like 1980, 1970. <laughs> you see where I get it twisted? <laughs> so... So when I say 20, when y'all hear me say 20, it's really 30, 35. Do you know what I mean? That's that's where I'm at. 
So, so, so they lived the life of service to the end, to the very end. Now, uh, President Carter is still still with us, um, but I suspect if I know anything, and I've learned this when I was doing housing work, you know, when we were when I was uh, working at the housing authority, and and we had to move uh, elderly people from from the um, projects over there, Ashmichigan to Elm 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 Haven projects. Uh, and then we moved them back to the Monterey. You know, we had we had a, we had a, several elderly people just start dying. Uh, and, and you know, if they were married, their spouse would go right behind them. That's just a phenomenon of being together for so long that you're almost one heartbeat. Do you know what I mean? So, uh. So I suspect he is not long for the world either. But can you imagine? They were like married for like 70 some odd years. An extraordinary life. Now that's a that's a miniseries I like to see. I, it might have been done. I might have missed it. But I'd like to see that. I, I've always admired them. I, I've always admired him. Um, and I, I don't I don't I think history will 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 talk about his presidency however way they talk about it. But you cannot, de you cannot deny that he was an extraordinary human being. He was an extraordinary human being. You cannot deny that. You can say whatever you want about his presidency. Hell, there's a lot of people's presidencies you can talk about. <laughs> I'm here to tell you. But few hold a candle to uh, the way that they have did their part to change the world. And, and to leave the world in, in better shape. Honest to God. And even though sometimes it feels daunting, and right now we are in the most daunting of times, uh, they have been uh, the architects of, uh, this is this is what I want to be when I grow up. So, so anyway, I just wanted to say that. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's where we are. So I hope everybody had a good weekend. I had a great weekend. You know, I got to recap where I was. Let me go to the Instagram. Hey, Harry. Hey, Paul. If y'all are listening, I don't even know. Sometimes. Sometimes they're listening. Sometimes they're listening. <laughs> well, I think Harry is always in between listening and not listening. Because if I say something that'll excite him, he'll jump on and be like, <laughs> so we'll see. we'll see. We'll see if, we, if I can say anything. So let me tell you how my weekend went. You know, I start from Thursday because that's the weekend. <laughs> All right. So Thursday, I was at Professor Foreman's house working on this daggone um, personal statement and some other agenda that I need to do for this for these law school applications. Ooh, this is a this is a ride. I'm not quitting. I'm moving forward. I am moving, moving forward. And then uh uh you know I talked to uh John John Pickford Richards from the Jack Quartet on the show on Thursday. They're performing at the Schwartzman, I think, on December 2nd, right? 
then I had that exciting conversation with Ruthie Gilmore, civil rights activist and professor. She was Friday, and we we went so far over time. I thought Harry was gonna come knock on my door and push me push me to the ground and get me off the mic. <laughs> and then uh, and then that night I went to uh, the um, Planned Parenthood uh, board dinner at at a. Uh, um, the lawn club, which was really nice. You know, we gather as a board for social time before we have our retreat the following day. So that was lovely. And, uh, you know, the lawn club doesn't disappoint. You walk in and they have a roaring fire going, beautiful. And then we were in a dining room off the off the foyer, which I've, I've never been in that space before. I thought I knew all there was to know in the, in the lawn club, but apparently not. Uh, I did not get to collective consciousness play uh, all at all, because they were sold out, you know. And I bet if I would have tried a little bit harder, I probably could have scared, scared up a ticket, but I, I couldn't get there. But I hear the play was very thought-provoking, and people enjoyed it. it. Even Paul Bass liked it very much. So uh, so I'm sorry I didn't see it. And, uh, you know. And when I see, when I when I go see plays like that, because I'm, I'm always, and this is, this is what I, I mean, Paul, Sometimes white people have a different view of things than black people because of experiences and culture and just just the nature of things. So 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 I'm always I always look at things from this gaze and then I always think about it from a white gaze. Um so and I I don't know if white people could do that. I don't know if white people look at it from a gaze other than their own gaze. I think there's some people who could do it. So, so I didn't see the play. I know of the play, and uh, and people were it sold out. So, I imagine people enjoyed the play. So I didn't get to see the play. So I I was a little bummed by that because I really wanted to see it, you know, because I had them on the show and I didn't get a chance to see it. But that's all right because this is what I know. Uh, I can't make everything. I try. Oh Lord, I make an attempt. But sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes the arts gods uh, are not always in my favor. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the art gods are not in my favor, <laughs> and and they weren't Friday night. They were not in my favor Friday night. Saturday, however, uh, they were. So Saturday, uh, I went to Tegan's birthday party. Well, you know, we had a retreat all day. Planned Parenthood had a retreat all day uh, from like 8.30 to like 4.30, which, and it was, you know, that's what it was. And then Tegan had her birthday party, her 50th birthday party at Bergamo's over there in Fairhaven. And let me tell you something. It was nonstop music. Like that dance floor, the DJ, uh, the DJ is uh, Tima's uh, partner. I can't think, of, I couldn't call her name right now. Some, and Ife is traveling, so she can't help me with this one. Because usually uh, Ife is the uh, behind the scenes producer and she'll whisper to me uh, or text me, oh yeah, this is the, this is that's the DJ. But anyway, uh, Tima's girlfriend uh, or partner, you know what the pronouns are, partner was the DJ. And she, she set that floor on fire. She was on the ones and twos and she was badass. So anyway, we walked in there because, you know, sometimes you walk into spaces and you think the party hasn't gotten started. We walked into the party. We walked into the party. 
And let me tell you something. Uh, Tegan had a badass birthday party. The dance floor was on fire. The DJ was on fire. I danced so much, I had to sit down. It was so much good food and drink and goodwill. And people were dancing. It was amazing. You know what it was like? It was like New Year's Eve. Do you know how you get to a New Year's Eve party and it's just it's just wall to the wall, floor to the floor, ceiling to ceiling. I mean, everybody's just like just doing their best, getting it in. Ah, it was so much fun. I really had a good time. And, you know, I went thinking, wow, you know, I'm going to go say hi, happy birthday. I'm in there for an hour. Listen, <laughs> you know how we do. Sometimes we do. We for, we the first ones in, the last ones out. You know what I mean? It was like that. We had such a good time. Such, such happy birthday, Tegan. Because, girl, and she stayed on the dance floor. She was, listen, us old dogs, we were showing these children how to do it. These children sitting around, wiping sweat off their brow, puffing and huffing. Ciao. We was out there on that dance floor. These kids could keep up. I was walking around town. I was like, oh, you sitting down? <laughs> And they look at me like, okay, old lady. I'm like, uh-uh. Y'all need to get up there. I said, this song is good. Get up there and shake it down. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Them kids was, we did circles around these children. <laughs> uh, we did circles. And they can say whatever they want. Oh, it's not my music or whatever. I mean, they, they, they didn't say that. They were in the spirit of the music. And they were out there a good, a lot. I mean, they was really getting it in, you know. But they couldn't like they couldn't hold a candle to us. We was out there. I mean, we was out there on that floor. Listen, there's a video up there. I got Marquisha getting it in. I got uh uh. Of course, Ife dances everywhere she goes. There's not a dance floor that Ife does not like. There's not a beat that doesn't drop that Ife does not hear. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. When we when we are all in Kigali retired. We're going to have music every day. It's going to be a party every day. <laughs> Laura Anderson jumped out there. Her husband, Chris, knocking it out. I was like, people was, <laughs> I think people was having flashbacks of the late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> people were in their bag. <laughs> you know, especially when them songs was coming on, people were all about it. And you saw it. You saw it. You saw you saw it. You saw it. It was so cool. It was it was taking that was a good party. Even even Raphael was like, people needed this. I was like, yeah, Raphael, people needed a good party. I said, you know, this is what I say all the time to people. We have the capacity and the ability and the need to hold sorrow and celebration. We can do that. We can hold sorrow and 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 sit with sad things. But we could also celebrate and shake it down. And baby, Saturday night, we was on that dance floor. It was everything. I enjoyed myself, let me tell you. And then Sunday morning, yeah, you know, there's a price to be paid for everything. <laughs> listen, listen, you go in knowing I'm going to pay for this. <laughs> let me, let me, because this, this is my method. I'll leave out the, I'll take one Tylenol. I'll take two Tylenol, one ibuprofen, depending on the level of pain and what I need to be rid of. So sometimes it's one-to-one, -one, one ibuprofen, one Tylenol. And that'll, 
that'll that'll get me right as rain. Sometimes it's uh two ibuprofen and one Tylenol, depending on what it is, or two Tylenol and one ibuprofen. I learned that from the from from being in the hospital. That's how they do you in the hospital. They don't just give you straight Tylenol. They give you a Tylenol or ibuprofen, uh, and ibuprofen. They mix them because they 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 they're pain they're painkillers, but they do two different things, uh, you know, particularly. So anyway, so I knew I was gonna pay. I was I wasn't worried about it. I I knew I was gonna pay. It wasn't gonna be no surprise. I knew my ass was gonna write a check that my body was not prepared to cash, but I cashed it. <laughs> and so when I got home, when I got home Saturday night, I fell right into the bed. I was like, okay, let me take this right now. So when I get up in the morning, it would be less ouch. And it worked. So Sunday, got up, meandered about, made some, uh, made some blueberry waffles. And some and an omelet, a, a vegan cheese and egg omelet, which was lovely. Uh, and then hung out and went to the symphony. Went to the symphony and caught uh uh the this the tribute to Sandra Bland and other other women who were killed at the hands of, you know, police. Uh and then the Joel Thompson piece uh uh for Breonna Taylor and then um uh another composer who uh did a whole piece on climate change and it was just it was just i've never seen that many black people at the symphony that's number one so they i hope they i hope they spied that that when you offer things that are uh a little more uh inviting uh that you you could you could do some of the cool stuff and do some of the other cool stuff and marry the two uh, of two kinds of audiences, I think you got something there. Like if you if you spied it right. So, um, Sun did an amazing poem. I mean, she's just fabulous, fabulous. Uh, so it was good. So so I did that. Um, uh, Sunday, the symphony was amazing. Went with some cool people: uh, Susan Clenard, um, uh, Bianca Kay, and uh, Ryan Lindsay. Uh, and then Karima Meekins, uh, Karima Meekins, uh, her mother, Linda, uh, had said she wanted to come, but uh, they had uh, a death in their family and um, and uh, Miss Linda felt was feeling away. So she had to go and, uh, you know, take some time to begin the grieving process of that loss. So, but then there were some other folks in the space that I hadn't seen in a while, in a minute. So it was really good. So I did that. And then after that, uh, I went and spent some time with the uh, with the folks in Guilford, which was lovely to spend time with Marjorie, Zoe, Sophie, and Rebecca. It was wonderful to spend time with them. I had not spent time with them in, in a good while. Um, and it was just joyful. So I don't know what we're going to do for Christmas. We're going to plan it out. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll, make it, we'll make it do what it do. Uh, but I'm glad I got a chance to go see uh Marjorie because she I really I really love her and she's my friend. And even though I am no longer friends with her uh her son, uh that's it it the love still remains. The love still remains. So so that's fine. And listen, I hold her son in great 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 regard. High regard and affection. I you know, there's no no uh 
no other feeling about it, right? I I just can't f with him. I just can't. I just, I I don't I don't consider him a friend anymore. But his family, uh, I still consider them my family, and and I do I do dig all of them. So, you know, so it's good. So it's all right. Um, it's all good for me, and uh, uh, you know, we move on. You know, it's a. I, I will tell you this. My life is sweet, 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 sweet. If it gets any sweeter, I swear to God, I'm going to be an almond joy. <laughs> and and I get the vegan almond joys, you know, the unreal. Oh, I love those things. But then I like vegan chocolates because it's nice to sort of eat chocolate, have access to chocolate that won't kill me. Um, <laughs> so my life is sweet right now. And I'm, I'm, listen, I'm savoring it. And, you know, I don't have no stress about nothing. I'm not stressed about a damn thing. I mean, my daughter, Brianna, is not speaking to us, right? I don't, I don't know what that is about. I, we have racked our brains about what this is about. We have a sense of what this is about, but, but, you know, this is not the first time she just boycotted us and then found her way back to us, but. But that's all I'm 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 okay with that. Because I think when you you when you when you make your choice of how you live, you make your choice. And and what I love for my daughter to sort of reach out and let us know how she is, absolutely. I I've called her and texted her, but she's not responding. Um and it doesn't mean that I don't love her. I'm not even mad at her. I don't even I don't understand what is happening. Uh but this is the path that she is choosing. And 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 I listen. She's gonna be all right. My son Khalil is always in precarious situations, but I've laid eyes on him a couple of times over the last several weeks. And uh, you know, the thing is, we have to allow our children to become. I I do not see it as a parental failing that they are living lives that I don't like. <laughs> I'm sure my mother didn't like some of the choices I made. I guarantee you she didn't like some of the choices. <laughs> and I was a com I was an asshole. I mean a complete asshole. So I know she didn't like the choices I made. I don't like some of the choices my children made, but they're their choices to make. And all I could do is just be uh just be the grace when they need it. I, I, I'm just the grace that they, you know, that they need. I'm always going to be their mother. I'm always going to be there for them. If they call me, I'm going to answer, you know, that's it. I, that's all I could do. I cannot run their lives and I cannot put condemnation over their heads. Oh, I don't like what you're doing. I mean, of course, as parents, you know, we could say to them, I, I don't, I don't like these choices and I respect the right for you to make bad choices. <laughs> That's all we can do as parents. So I don't I don't see what they're into or what they're going through as a reflection of my parenting. I'm not going to own that. Some of it, yes. All of it, no. No. You know, I got I have friends who just they got to plot and scheme every second of their kids' lives because they believe that they know better the pitfalls and they don't want them. And I think when you do that, you don't you don't give them opportunity to ex, to expand their wings, you know. 
Because if you can't expand your wings, you don't even know how far you can fly. And sometimes, you know, when they jump off a building, they may hit the damn pavement. Who, who knows? Or they might get some wing expansion and, you know, level up. Who knows? But you got to give them opportunity to try. Now, what Brianna is going through right now, I this is what I know in my 60-year-old life. She is going to one day come back to this moment and believe and wish and hope and pray through tears that she had made different decisions. That if only, because I've been there. I know where she's standing. I Listen, I know. So I just wanted to know I know. And if I'm still around, I got nothing but grace for her. Nothing but grace. If I'm not around, well, she's going to have to talk to me in the ether. <laughs> and I'll have grace for her in the ether. <laughs> what I'm saying is they're going to be all right. And if they're not going to be all right, well, they're not going to be all right. But that's just their decisions to walk a path that they want to walk. That's it. I can't, you know, I'm always their parent. I'm the, I'm the consultant, not the manager. I was the manager up until they was told 18 was the age where they could fire the, the manager or, or, and then bring me on as a consultant. Okay. So that's where we are. So, so Brianna, I, I probably will not see her for Thanksgiving. And I'm not troubled by that. There was a time when I would be greatly, deeply affected, offended, and personally hurt by the decision not to want or whatever. But I quickly got over that when I spent Thanksgiving away from them because I was like, oh, I do not want to deal with them. <laughs> so I get it. So... So she's boycotting us at the moment. She's not talking to any of her siblings or her father or myself. And so she's just out there in the world with a narrative in her head about what she imagines we are. Okay. But I'm hear me. And she doesn't listen to this show not one bit. She moved all the way out of town so she could get from underneath my eyes. And by eyes, I mean the community that I am a part of who has known her since she was a child and could see her. So I understand that, you know, my, my light and my shadow is large and she wants to be from under it. All right. Okay. I I accept that. I respect that. I get it. <laughs> I, I, me, the person I am, if, if I was my mother, I would be like, Okay, mom, I need a hookup for this, 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 this. But she don't do that. So, you know, every suggestion feels like an insult. <laughs> you, you know, people like that, you make suggestions and you try to do it on egg crates. Like, let me just, let me, let me walk this in such a way so they don't get all bent out of shape. And, and still they get bent out of shape. That's where she is. Any suggestion, any advice feels like an attack, feels like judgment, feels like. And uh, her father and I, we spent a lot of time talking about this. Like, how do we, how do we approach her? How do we talk to her? You know, so that she doesn't feel like, but you know, my ex-husband, sometimes he's just like, I don't give a damn. This got to be said. <laughs> and that's how the bar fight starts. <laughs> my son, Khalil, 
I don't know what his story is, but he's learning. Every now and again, I get these long texts about what he has learned in his life thus far. And I, I just want to say to him, I'm tired of you learning. I need you to implement this learning into action. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, I gently say that. I don't say it the way I'm saying it to y'all. I gently say it, you know. But I was like, son, I need you to stop learning and to start doing. But okay, he's a grown-up, as they like to remind me. <laughs> My son Gregory. I don't like any of his choices either, you know, but he is trying to do some things, but he still, I think, makes decisions that are contrary <laughs> to, I don't know what the goal is, but it is not for me to discern their path. It really isn't. All I could do is do what I'm doing. They got keys to my house, except for Khalil. Khalil does not have keys to my house. Cause that boy crazy, but they could come in, check in, go to the bathroom, cook. They could do whatever they want. The door is open. I like laying eyes on them. They come, they do their laundry. They breeze back out. I get, I catch some of the conversations, whatever. I catch it on the fly. Sometimes some, one of them will reveal something to me, but you know, I try to, you know, I try to be there for grace and that's it you know and then Margot, you know she's learning this world of work and it is quite challenging and it's not just her it's all the folks that are in her cohort her age cohort they all i hear them all the time you know they have a different work ethic than i did when i was 20 and Margot's only 21 when i was 21 i had all i was working and holding it down and they have a different work ethic and a different set of values and and a, and a separate set of rules in which they will engage. And so those of us who look back on them, we're like, okay, what? what? <laughs> we are baffled by the way they approach things around work and the things that they are quote unquote harmed by or uh, find problematic or I mean it's just <laughs> it's just a it's just a, a learning moment for me you know and so I have learned to just shh, shh, you know and not do this well when I was your age you know unless they ask me and they do ask me sometimes you know well what do I think about this and they do seek my counsel I don't want I don't want anybody to think that they don't. They seek my my children seek my counsel more times than I could tell you. You know. And that's the kind of relationship we have now, which I like. I'm the consultant. And so sometimes they seek my my opinion or my advice. Uh and I try to sort of give it uh with grace. Now sometimes sometimes I forget the grace part and cold cuss them out. <laughs> Hey, sometimes it's got to be that real with them. Not often. There's been times when I'm like, what the F? <laughs> what the F? You know, and then there's been other times where I've been, you know, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. 
a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Please won't you be my neighbor? So yeah, so moments like that. <laughs> moments, moments. So, so anyway. So I so I'm saying this to say I'm in a good place. And it's been a very, very long time since I've been in this such of a good place. And I have been building to this kind of life for the last decade. Do you know what I mean? Like building the kind of life that I want. And uh and it's been it's been nice to sort of be free to do that, you know, to be free to do that, to sort of build a life to my liking uh, on my own terms. And I've never been able to do that. Uh, uh, and it's, it's, it's just nice. Now, if I could just hit a winning lottery ticket, because that would just secure my future a little bit more. <laughs> but other than that, you know, uh, I'm I'm good. I, I'm I'm walking into a great deal of abundance, and I feel it. And not just feel it, but I'm experiencing it, and I see it, and it's been lovely. It this is my moment, you know, on a lot of levels. So, so so while we are in this seasons of season of Thanksgiving, and soon to be in this season of mystery, and magic, and miracles. Uh, I just want people to know that uh, or invite people to hold space for all the people who may not be standing in abundance. You know, that may not be standing in abundance because uh, the world is tough for a lot of places. And I don't got to, you know, yes, my I could look to Gaza and Congo and Sudan and other places in the world but I also can look right here in my own backyard for struggle and strife and uh, disengagement, disillusionment, marginalization, um, and all the social ills that come from um, bad policies, uh, prejudice, and uh, inequity. So I don't have to look across the world to find that. And I know people are like, ooh, America, the, the, the land of the, you know. Um, for many people, this is the this is the land of despair, uh, and the land of hardship, uh, and the land of, of 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 pain and rejection, and this is the land of condemnation, and this is the land of of fear, and reprisal. So, <laughs> although that is not my experience. I have had some of those experiences. So I know there are people in this neighborhood who are struggling and are worrying about uh, if the rent gets paid for this month, you know, what will Thanksgiving look like for my house on Thursday? You know, where can we go? You know, so I know there are people who are trying to figure out these kinds of things in this moment you know so so I want to hold space for that and by hold space I mean really really hold space not just say this in passing but to sort of say I know that there are people struggling I know it um and 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 set my mind to thinking about what that looks like 
you know. So, I mean, people were lined up for, for 700 free turkeys at a food pantry giveaway, right? Which was lovely because there are people uh, at Loaves and Fishes. Thanks, Tom Breen, for that story. And we need these kinds of stories, you know. I, sometimes I find these stories a little ex exploitive, but I think they do more good than harm, you know, uh, because I think we need to be reminded of... Uh, we need to be reminded of the least among us. I mean, I think I think we need those images all the time because I think out of sight, out of mind is a very real thing. And the holidays, you know, the the lights of the the twinkling lights and the flashing lights and the sails will blind you to humanity. It will. It does. It blinds you to humanity. And so. We need these kinds of stories to sort of remind us that uh, there's that we have least among us, and I, I I do believe that Christ spoke about the least among us, you know. Um, no matter how whitewashed we want to do the Christ, no matter how much whitewashing we want to we want to place on the Christ, but you know Christ was a guy that hung with the thugs and the hoes. You know what I mean, like, <laughs> and the sick, and the and the and the folks who committed crimes. I mean, the twelve disciples was. I heard somebody said they was thugs. Well, they were. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why people think they were fine, upstanding citizens. <laughs> the folks that Christ rode with, and rocked with, was the marginalized, the people that were pushed to the edges the people that were scorned, the people. And I don't know why we refuse to accept that or why people refuse to accept that part. And why don't these churches move from the status quo to sort of embracing that, that ministry? I, I don't, I don't get it. I think that's probably why I haven't found a church home yet. Cause I, I need, I need a church that concerns itself with the poor only and 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 the and the prisoner only you know and 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 women uh who fallen by the wayside only you know i don't want i don't want to hear about a building fund i don't want to hear about a dm i don't want to hear about any of that stuff i want i want big tent ministry i, I want a church outside I, I want a church on the corner, not in a building. I want to gather on the corner and 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 preach the gospel from the corner, from the street, and not for hours. Give me 15, 20 minutes of a message to take in my heart so I can walk down the street. That's what I want. I don't see nobody doing that, though. And not these ridiculous revivals of screaming and shouting and tambourine. I know people enjoy that. I know they do. But that's not, I don't mean that either. I don't mean these revivals that feel like no one is welcome. And I don't care who you are. And, and the church people who are listening to me now, your church is not welcoming. I don't give a damn how much you say, oh, we welcoming. We welcome all kinds of people. No, you don't. Because if the church was welcoming, the church would be overflowing. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. That's it. So. 
If your numbers are falling at your temples, your mosques, your congregations, maybe you want to think you want to rethink that welcoming part. You know, invitation, invitation, invitation is critical. You know, I'm just saying. I I'm no minister. I'm no public theologian. I just play one on the radio. But I know this. Numbers of churches are dwindling and, and not just churches. Other places of religious worship are dwindling. Except these ridiculous mega churches. Because people just want to get lost. They just want to be lost in a crowd. I get that. Sometimes you just want to, you know, go where nobody knows your name. <laughs> And, and they're and they're and they're always glad you came. <laughs> you you want to be where all the troubles are the same, where nobody knows your name. Sound familiar? I think it does. So I'm just saying. So that's I want that kind of I want that kind of church. I want I want the church on the corner. You know. I want the church on the corner with the good preaching 15 20 minutes and and a good and a and a good choir to back it up on the corner or in the parking lot you know or walking down the street so that people could get the word we hold up in these churches these places of and i and listen i love a good church don't get me wrong i love a good worship dwelling i do i do but there is something sorely lacking in that model it does not serve anymore and I don't know why and I, we got to have, I, I need, I need fearless and courageous ministers to take the word to the street, not in a condemning way, Ugh. not that fire and brimstone foolishness and not that, I, you know what I want a minister to do? I love you. And because I love you, I want to serve. That's it. You hungry? I got you. You need a shirt? I got you. I'm going I'm to work on the shelter part, but if I need to pitch a tent, I'm going to pitch one with you. I need that. All right. I'm going to take a break. I'll be back. <laughs> More Christmas music, Harry. I'm in it. Oh, 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 ye faithful. Try your 
This is Harry Drove, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven. Oh! 
miles watch over you yeah. yes babe until you're back in my arms Ooh, yeah. see I don't need no miracles oh no I just need you baby and to be wherever you are oh Imagine we're back. Are we back? We're back. I guess I am. <laughs> All right. Although I did, I did, uh, I did get a little teary-eyed with uh, "Come All Ye Faithful." 
come, let us adore him. Oh, come and let us adore him. Christ, Christ the Lord. I tell you, I tell you, I get all weepy-eyed. Hey, Harry Jones, happy Thanksgiving. What's up, Bubs? You Listen, hear me? I hear you. I see you and I hear you. <laughs> it's good to be heard and seen or seen and heard. <laughs> Not viewed and prayed over. <laughs> <laughs> um, hold on. Let me fix this. Uh... So that we don't, we're not at it, you know, giving each other our backs. Oh, oh, that's what you do this little magic of. So we look like we're talking uh, to each other. Everyone is listening to Love Babs Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. And that's the great Babs Rose Ivy. And I'm, you know, (laughs) the occasional sidekick, Harry Droves. When, When Harry feels like it. Princess Harry comes when Princess Harry feels like it. When 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 Abs allows me <laughs> to make an appearance, you ha- you guys have no idea. My camera just turned on. I, it wasn't intentional. Car- <laughs> um, I was gonna say Karen. Babs actually clicks on, clicks it on over there. She has she has the the shuttle um, knobs over there where she she's able to just open up my shutter over here. What's that smirk about, Babs? <laughs> Harry, you know people are not going to believe that. Uh, I'm on the radio. Who's that? Who? Yes. See, when you get on the radio, everybody starts. It's like when you when you, when you you were, when you had little kids, they would talk to you all day long. The minute you got on the phone, Harry, all hell breaks loose. They need everything, right? Remember that? Hey, you know, Remember those times? That's, that's how we roll over here. Everybody waits till Harry's about to go on the radio. They don't talk to you no other time. Anyway, so um, my being on the Love Babs Love Talk Show today is intentional. Um, I have this flyer here. I'm not sure if you could see it. I'll I'll bring up the website, and I know Karen told me. Karen told me wait till tomorrow because um, I don't think um they have a link. Yeah, that's available to click on, but you can still go and donate on the it's familyct.org, right? Yeah. It's the family Connecticut. Family How Cent- do they donate? Yeah, Family so, Center Services of Connecticut. Yeah. So they have um adopt a family for the holidays. You know, and they they really are uh in need. Of people to adopt. There's a lot of people who need help this year for the holidays. So please, people, adopt a family. We will be adopting a family. Yay! Go ahead, Roses. Um, so impressive. Know, so, you know, anybody who can, who has more than they need, uh, please just go and adopt a family. Um, we we started doing this a, a long time ago with our when our kids were young we would um we would adopt a family for Thanksgiving or for Christmas um to show them that um you always pay it forward um even while we didn't have much we we showed them we we had more than others and we were blessed so um if you feel that way this year. 
you know, go to familyct.org. It's the Family Centered Services of Connecticut. They have a lot of services. I mean, they have a lot of stuff you could donate to, but, you know, for the holidays, adopt a family, give. You know, I'm not sure if I'm the, the best spokesperson. For no, that, you did a good job. We don't, it doesn't need to be flashy. It needs to be from the heart. <laughs> it's very personal. You talked about what you do and your family does. That's inspiring. Yes. So. I mean, it, look, there's nothing. You, you see, the way I always looked at it is I always looked at my kids and um, just picturing other kids um, not having anything for the holidays, not having not, not having anything under the tree. Some some kids don't even have a tree in yeah. their home, so you could help them out with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, when I look at my kids and now my grandchildren, who have a grandpa who showers them with stuff, and and you know, I think it's necessary to to recognize how blessed you are and to pay it forward. Yeah. You know? Yes. And yeah. this is a love, Babs, love talk. You know, it's all about love. Here, it's the holidays. Babs has me playing Christmas music and it's not Thanksgiving yet. <laughs> it is Thanksgiving. It's the well, spirit of giving thanks. <laughs> we here, it's here, Harry. That's true. It's here. It's right here. Just it's just it's right here. So so what are y'all doing? Do and you, I can't are wait. you having a big thing at your house? Do people come to your house? Or are you going to your are you going to the kids' new house? No, no. It'll be in my house. Um and we have everybody coming over. Everybody. So we have a lot Harry, you of like food. having it at your house. Because you like I do like having it bathroom. at my house. I like um, you know, have being able to turn on the football game right over the table <laughs> you know because we do the everybody gives thanks around the table we we have the the prayer before the meal right after the prayer we go one by one which this year is going to be probably about 20 people wow so we'll and go one by eat. one and everybody will give thanks what and then you eat? Yeah, after after we give thanks, then it's not a requirement to stay at the table. Then everybody could take their plate. Oh, okay. And move okay. around. But um it's what is necessary, what is a tradition is for everybody to be there. Even if it's not there's not a seat for you, there's a standing room and there's also the kitchen counter. I have a L-shaped counter island thing that everybody sits around also. So, yeah, everybody it's necessary for everybody to give thanks, you know, and it's also it's it's so wonderful to hear the kids, you know, come up with what they're thankful for, and you know, so it's it's wonderful when they start with with Papa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful for Papa. All right. <laughs> Are the kids out of school now? Is, do they do kids get out of school early for Thanksgiving? Do they take the whole week, or I, they just know, go all the way to Wednesday? I'm not sure, but my my daughter called last night, seeing if any one of us were home today. So it sounds like one of them is, one of them or all of them are 
didn't have somewhere to go this morning. Oh. Ooh. And unfortunately, both Karen and I have full days. So, mm. and it was different when I would just drag around Bella. I can't drag around all three. <laughs> <laughs> although, although I would love to see it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I could. Hashtag grand, granddad, girl, dad. Grand yes, girl, granddad, and there's plenty of babysitters here, so yeah, and they, you know, they would be spoiled rotten, yeah, and be like, Oh, Harry, you go, leave the girls, you got them. Have Paula put them to work, they'd be writing stories. <laughs> so, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Um, actually, we got an Airbnb downtown, so we're gathering there. Couple of friends. Who's, who's the we? My my daughter, my son, my okay. sons, maybe. Um, and a couple of friends, my Keisha, my other Sora, Ryan. Not that many people, just you know, maybe six to eight people. Yeah. We have yeah. a lot of food. I mean a lot of food. My daughter's cooking. She wants to do all the cooking. So as a matter of fact, when I get off air, I gotta run and go get a, a fresh turkey. Yeah, that there'll be no diet food. <laughs> I don't believe you, Harry, because you you are you are too you are too far along, so you're not I, gonna I blow know. it, I, and I you don't even want it like that now. No, but it's Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. I know, but just be thankful. You don't gotta eat. So I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the turkey. I'm looking forward to the ribs. I'm looking forward to the ham. I'm looking forward to the Oreo pie that Karen makes every year. Yeah, but you can have just small slices of all of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I won't be able to fit everything like I used to, but no, I'm you tasting Harry. You can taste. You get I'm your tasting. Plate. I look forward to the the um, candy yams, the mac and cheese, the, yeah. all of it, all of it. You just get a spoonful. And you eat, and then you see how you feel. And if you want more, you get more. But you don't start with a, a plate stuck, stacked like to the mountains because that's not who you are anymore. You don't have you gotta, to eat like you that. You got to see the the competition of people stacking <laughs> food in my house. Oh, I, listen, they do it everywhere, Harry. People yeah. do it everywhere as if there's no tomorrow. <laughs> and it's, you know, everybody has their own version of the leaning tower of... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's like, and you have to tell people, you know, there is more food. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you know, you could get multiple plates. You could go back. We'll let you yeah. go back. It's not the restaurant. You can go back. You know, start small, see how you feel. Because I think yeah. it's terrible to stack that on your plate and then you don't eat it. Then you're forced to throw it out. Start small and like, you know. No, you know, it's funny because everybody go, everybody stacks. And no, it's unrealistic for anybody to eat that much. In one serving, so everybody's like, "Don't throw it away." <laughs> Everybody goes, "Don't throw it away." I'm still gonna eat that, you know. So don't, that's my plate. Don't throw it away. I'm still gonna eat that. Yeah. So they say, they they say that, and then they so, put a so coma on Kat, the couch. Well, Karen always buys the, you know, the the Tupperware that that to for, so that everybody's able to take stuff home. So that reminds me, I got to put that on my list too, Harry. <laughs> yeah. So. So we that's where she ends up. She takes the plate and she puts it, she puts the Tupperware under the plate and says, Well, if you don't eat it, wow, you can start, 
You could start, start putting it in your Tupperware from there, and then you could take more if you need to. Wow, that's pretty good. I like that. Go, Karen. Go, Karen. I like that. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna pick because I've I've seen places, Harry, where they have they have them uh they have them packaged up so you could just grab and they're like a little some of them are decorative so you know for people to take to go stuff. Yeah, you know, the dollar stores used to have them. Not every dollar store has them anymore, but you you could get them at Big Lots, Ocean Job Lot, mm-hmm. all those places. So, well, I'll see because I I have to go out. I have to go out today after we get off and then uh, maybe I'll start. I'm trying to figure out. I have prescriptions at Walmart, which is the opposite direction of where I want to go. I was going to go to Whole Foods because they have the cranberry sauce that I like. <laughs> you know, Bev, the other reason why pharmacy pharmacists were striking. Well, why were they strike? Oh, they were on strike. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, they went on a one day strike like like two weeks ago because they were making a statement about, you know, people not appreciating the pharmacists and going to places like Walmart where they could get six dollar prescriptions and stuff like that. Oh, but there's but, a pharmacist um, in Walmart. <laughs> I know. I mean, but you know, I wonder why. Why is Walmart able to do it, all of those things that's so cheap compared because to because they don't pay health insurance. I mean, they they don't pay pay, health insurance. Is it because it's it's being, um, you know, put together together in a cave in China? Well, that's that. And they try to muscle out all the other competition. (laughs) I went to Walmart, Harry, when I, when I did before the uh, uh, Affordable Care Act took, 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 uh, came to law, you know, I had to pay out of pocket for all my prescriptions. And Walmart was the cheapest place to get the prescription. And at that time, Harry, I was on a mountain of prescriptions that I had to come out of pocket for. And so if I went to CVS, the same medicine as CVS, Harry, was like $8, $10, $20. At Walmart, the medication I needed was like $2, $5. So where am I going to go? I'm going to take my janky ass to Walmart. <laughs> Hey, you do what you got to do. I mean, even though I know they are trash to their, to their employees, but I needed to. I I didn't have any money, so what was I going to do? Just saying. Did you see um that Amazon is now offering um medical care? Oh Lord. <laughs> so, <laughs> for ninety dollars a month. Oh my God! What does that mean? A modern approach to primary care. One medical works with your insurance, just like a typical doctor's office, but makes it more comfortable and convenient to get care. Get care for everyday concerns, chronic conditions, mental health, and more. 24-7 on-demand virtual care. Primary care offices in many U.S. cities. Longer appointments so you don't feel rushed. Care solutions for adults. So they have telecare you could do. They're going to have some offices that you can walk into. And if you're a Prime member, you get it all for $9 a month. You can add it on to whatever insurance you have. So you know, Harry, you know this is going to be a game changer. I'm going to wait and see what it looks like in two years. It is. It is going to be a game changer. And then, 
Amazon manages, it's just like Walmart. They managed to put a lot into their $150 membership. (laughs) And you're like, wait a minute, how are they giving me all of this for $150 a year? I know. But. Well, that's because you know why? Because they become the only game in town. Particularly, you know, when you think about this, Harry, places where they don't have access to medical care, particularly in places like Mississippi, Alabama, the places where they didn't didn't expand Medicaid, you know, and there's like one doctor every thousand miles or some old mess. So with your prime membership, if you you could do the $9 a month or you could just pay for the year for $100, $99 a month, I mean a year. And you're paid up for the year for with a hundred dollars. Can you imagine? And I'm you have to go look at that. <laughs> you can add on a family member for six dollars a month. So of course, and you what's have the to... deductible life like? Like, what what do you get? Well, this this is this is like it is an add on. You can add it onto your regular insurance, or you can use it as if or if you have no insurance, I guess you could use it. Um. But like, I mean, the tele the telehealth thing just in itself, getting help through there is good. If you have pain for anything, and you know, it's 24 seven on demand virtual care. Wow, wow! I was like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, what? I I'm gonna I'm gonna have to try it. I I won't pay for the year. Are you gonna try? I'm gonna have to and just take it with me to see to see what it does to my co-pays and stuff like that, you know. Wow. But uh, Amazon Clinic. Oh my god. I don't. I don't. I think this is after that. I said, "Oh my goodness!" I think it's starting, Harry. This is the beginning of. Is yes called Prime One Medical? Yeah, high quality primary care. It's a strap you get bought on. Wow. Now I wonder if providers will take it, right? Like now that's that'll be the test, right? I think. Like, will doctors sign up for this? I mean, well, they're gonna have their own clinics that you go walk into. So wait, wait, wait. Well, Harry, wait a minute. Oh, Amazon announced Wednesday afternoon that it would end Amazon care operations after December 31st. Huh. Okay, this was from August 2022. So are they back in it? I guess they are. So it's it's an add-on insurance plan. So let me see if I if it has mine. I, I gotta change my medical stuff. I can't believe how much co-pays I paid this year. I'll I'll I I know. And all the bills that I get, Harry. Yeah, I was like, "What? Well, I didn't. I I've not had bills for twenty years because I've been on Husky, and now that I'm no longer on Husky, I'm like, damn, this is a pain. I mean, so, it's a lot of money. Thank God I I I no longer take um medications because it would be astronomical. I was actually I watched a video of a pharmacist talk about um. 
how as soon as somebody comes into the pharmacy with, so let's say a, a medicine would actually cost you about $6, right? Yeah. As soon as as soon as you walk in and say you have insurance, right? They have to by law go through your insurance and your copay may be twenty dollars mm. for the same medication that he would give you for six dollars. So he he can't offer you it at a lower price. He has to go buy your copay. That's insane. But you know. Wow. Where we are with these freaking insurance companies, pharmaceutical companies, where they have a, a monopoly on, on your health. Yeah. And, wow. and they actually force you to pay more. That's why places like, like Walmart is so good, because it's like $6 regardless of the prescription. I know. You know so it's like... I mean, some are more or less, it. a little bit more, but... yeah. You know, so I was like, Ugh, that is crazy. All right, so so Amazon bought one medical, so yes. they shut their uh, Amazon Care thing down and took over one medical. So, okay, nice. yeah, one medical offices see patients of all ages, and and then you could go on the the site and check. What insurance? I don't know. Have you check it out? Let me know. I might, I might ante up while I'm feeling abundant right now. Yeah, I, I definitely have to change my insurance this in the next two weeks. I think I don't know when the window closes. Is it closes in December sometime? Yeah, but even to if it's closing, they'll 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 slide you in. Cause it's like my God, I can't believe the co-pays for my um knee surgery. So, but oh, yes, wow. it's the it's the season to. Well, you know this 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 doesn't change your insurance. This pushes against the uh the pharmacies like the CVSs and the Walgreens, because now Walgreens and CVS, you can go in there, you get your immunization, you know, you get your uh, you know, your vaccines and stuff. They're pushing that hard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know that clinics are suffering too, but um. It pushes up against because they have their own pharmacy too, the um Amazon. So they'll deliver your prescriptions. That's another wow. thing that they got. So it's like it's crazy. I'm, the I'm only problem with me is that you can't throw my prescription on the steps and <laughs> I, I need to that for that not to get stolen. Yeah, right. Right. Like the... <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like don't don't throw my stuff on the steps, man. I didn't tell the little driver for my for my food. They, you know, I have a whole porch area. I, and when you come up on the porch, there is a little metal table sitting under the mailbox for delivery, for food delivery. We did it since COVID. Yeah. And in the notes, it says, "Come up the stairs and just put the food." It's right under the mailbox. You could see it. It's not like hidden, or you have to go through a door. It's just on the porch. I came outside. I yelled at this driver. I said, "I said, why did you put my food on the on the steps so that the animals or anybody could just take it?" I said, "The notes say so." He was gonna give me attitude. I said, "Check your notes." I was 
he could have just gotten his car drove off. He's like, oh, I apologize. I'm so sorry. I didn't. I just didn't read it. I said, don't do that. I said, there's a whole note. There's reasons why you have notes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still left him a tip though because I didn't want to be an asshole. There, but... There's um this app called Slice. Yeah, you go order pizza from that app, and. <laughs> You could you say whether you want it left on your porch, whether you want it handed to you, and everything. So, if you give them three stars or less, they they want to chat with you the app, and they'll give you a credit. Wow! For you being happy, you know. So, if they leave it on my, they usually leave it on the handrail. Just sit sometimes <laughs> my pizza. And it's yeah. like I'll give three three stars. And I've gotten a call from the restaurant owner apologizing. Let's say, oh, look, or or if they if I say give me half of the chick the pizza with broccoli and and um grilled chicken, and they do the whole pizza, they'll you know, and, and you say, Look, they got the order wrong. I've gotten a call from the owner. We're gonna send a a free pie right now and everything because they want those you know those ratings are real ratings yeah so wow. they want you to give them five stars oh wait harry there is an amazon health subsidiary subsidiary in connecticut it opened in august mm. where is it though one medical in darien oh that's pretty far though yeah, it's in Fairfield too. So they don't got nothing in New Haven or Waterbury. And... Yeah, well, this was from Jeez. this is from uh, August. Maybe they got some more. Wow, that's pretty interesting. I want to hear what the doctors say about this. Don't you think? Don't you want to hear what they say? Yeah, and and if I see that it says you can add it onto your Medicare. I wonder, because my mom has been paying a lot the last few years, also co-pay. Mm. It's like they're not covering what they used to cover. Mm. So I wonder if I can add it on, this add her on to my plan for $6 a month. Maybe. That might just be a conversation with customer service, Harry. Yeah. Right? To see if, if it helps her out some way. Listen, they add 3,000 new jobs. Healthcare in the United States. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's. I, I like. I'm excited by this because something needs to shake up the healthcare industry. But I'm also nervous about it. You know, the fact that you open in Darien is very telling. You know, the the only thing is that it does break up. It helps break up the monopoly of just a few insurance companies having control of your life right i appreciate that because these but, insurance companies have been playing god and, yeah and 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 you know decide and they're not medical people deciding whether or not you should yeah. have a medicine or a life-saving or life preserving medicine and they was like no i don't think you should have that it's too expensive <laughs> yeah yeah you know so I I want to I have to check it out. I mean, because it's not going to affect. Also, I have to choose a, an insurance right now. So, 
I might as well do that and get that out of the way and then look at this, see what I could do, you know, adding this on, what how it's gonna help me. Um, I gotta check what insurance companies work with them one medical stuff. Well, yeah, that's just a you know, that's just a conversation. I mean, I would call them directly or text them or whatever the hell they want you to do. Yeah. I'm sure they got like facts, a fact sheet. Do you know what I mean? Like, all right. Look they don't have any locations though. They need to increase their locations. I, I'm sure they're working on it. They have one in every state so far. So, uh, so if you go to their page, Amazon Health page, and you get an app, and you could you could save a little bit of money. So I don't know. You know. You know, oh, I got wait. the email last week saying, check out our one medical stuff. And I was like, what? Amazon? Okay. Yeah, Darianne is the, is the, was the one in Connecticut right now. But I mean, it might be worth it, Harry. I don't, you know. It might be. Uh, I'm already, you know. worth it. I'm already a... Super Amazon customer. I have so many subscriptions that come every month. Now, I, now I feel like I got to get Amazon Prime. Re, re, uh, you know, like I got to get it again. I had it. Yeah, I think it's like one forty <laughs> now. It, when it started, it was like eighty nine bucks. Now it's like one forty, but you get so many things. And... Well, I gotta see because I don't know. And now I gotta see Harry because if I always say I always follow what you do. <laughs> <laughs> My na- my uh my neighbor upstairs, my new neighbor upstairs, which is my niece. <laughs> she her her I guess her mother and father put in a ring doorbell. What's the range on a ring doorbell, Harry? Like, will they be able to see my activities on the porch? <laughs> like Margo well, says it's just it's only if people stand in front of it. You can't really see. No. You you get you set um there's a a privacy um setting that you could either do it for setting setting up the people right in front of it or you ex- you could expand it mine's i was catching everything so you could expand it and you could see everything within the range. but the thing is they're on the second floor yeah right? so they won't be able to see who's knocking on your door but they'll they'll be able to see probably you know it depends what they're what's you know obstructing their view i think they'll see if somebody comes up the stairs and they'll be able to see who's approaching probably yeah but not because i i think i'm gonna put one on my my door so does it record sound like if i'm sitting on my porch and i'm talking shit will with oh sorry if i'm talking will they hear me only if you activate the mic but you'll be able to hear them oh, okay so they won't be able to hear you until you activate your mic so like, like sometimes minds get triggered from the conversations my neighbors are having, you know, a few doors up. Mm-hmm. So I'll turn it on and I'll listen, you know, I'll, I'll eavesdrop into the conversation, see what they're talking about. But yes, I know I get to hear everything. Sometimes Tom is like, what's that? And I'm like, somebody's yelling in front of my door for something, so. 
Mm. Yeah, you get to hear everything. And now I put the floodlights, so I get probably too many. I got too many videos. I got like six or seven ring cameras that send me notifications. Oh, so Harry, I did a search. What the hell? The insurance plans accept that accept accept that one medical Aetna, Whole Health Tier Two. Uh, Anthem, Cigna, Health New England, Met Medicare in Connecticut. So at uh, Aetna, Anthem, Health New England, Massachusetts, United Healthcare, and Tricare. Huh. Interesting. Medigap, whatever that is. I don't know what that is. That might be a Medicare gap plan. Hmm. Original Medicare Part B, but you can use it as Part B. It's not bad. Ugh. Still I'll not enough, it's... but none of those are mine, so I got to figure out. Oh. Well, I mean, it might be worth having a conversation. I don't know how, how much they update this, but... I could just no. switch to United Health or whatever anthem. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still under 65, so you know, I could still look at this. I'm just trying to see what the benefit. You know. Oh, they got on-site lab services. Appointments start on time. Seamless care offices nationwide, so so it might be worth it if you travel. It might be worth it if you. Hmm. If you save well, enough a, money, huh? If you save enough money, it might be worth it. <laughs> it might be worth it, Harry. It might be worth it. Just you know, take a look at it. Let me see. I'll I'll I'll, I'll listen to you. You go through it and see what happens. And then, how often are you going to travel? Right, because a lot of you could do virtual now. So, but that's what I'm. Yeah, you could do, you could do virtual. And you could talk to an agent, so yeah, I think you can or something. I mean, there's all kinds of. I mean, they, this is fascinating. Fascinating. Wow. Well, this is where we are, Harry. We we this is what we're coming to. So, all right, this is a short week for us. We shutting down Wednesday. Back on Monday. Yeah. So, I mean. Are you coming Wednesday? Yeah, I'm coming Wednesday. All right. Yeah, yeah. Do we have to bring something? It's potluck, but if you I don't... never bring anything because there's always too much. Yeah, there's always a lot. I might. We'll see. I'll be there, though, whether I bring anything or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make sure you bring yourself. I might bring a bottle of wine. How about that? I'll do that. All right, so All right. we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Love Bath, Love Talk on WNHHLP 103.5 FM. Your home for community radio. That's that. The occasional psychic, <laughs> Harry Droz. And we'll see you tomorrow. Save us, Lord, to take away our